This is Daniel Hagedorn for Preparing Kids for Life at PK4L.com. And our podcast is for all things parenting. This is day 25 of our 365-day journey with you. My wife and I are so passionate about helping parents reclaim their rightful place as the number one expert on their own kids. And so we talk about principles any parent can learn and apply to help their children truly discover the best version of themselves. We answer every parent's most basic fears because they were our fears too. Things like, I don't have what it takes to be a good parent, or I'm not qualified, or I'm going to mess up my kids. Remember though, our ceiling is our children's floor, so as parents, we always need to be learning and growing for them. So, For the next 365 days, you've been invited into our experiment. We're going to walk alongside your journey as your personal outfitters, guides, and allies every day, every step of the way. So yesterday, we were talking about fatherhood and families and how how really our society has, um, has really opposed family. You know, family is is uh, kind of a bad word. And so I, I want to really encourage us to, to bring it back and to help us see that we're engaged in, in the most important thing ever. You know, I uh, my background is history. I taught history for 14 years. And one of the interesting things is that Edward Gibbon wrote what is widely considered the, the seminal work on the history of Rome. And this book uh, in several volumes was the, the rise and decline of the Roman Empire. And one of the things that I remember uh, about it that, that stuck out to me, and this is way before I ever became interested in, in doing what I'm doing now. This was back when I was um, in college. And the thing is, he talks about the breakdown of the family unit. And that was really what ultimately led the demise of Rome. Here's this empire that's lasted, by the way, several hundred years longer than America has been in existence, and and it fell. And it fell because the family is the core unit that God uses to build, well, I mean, the family itself, obviously, but beyond that, the community uh, and the society. And so, there is a lot of attack that comes against it. And we've already talked a little bit yesterday just about a couple of the things that we can do. Probably the best thing we can do is really love our spouses. So husbands love your wives, wives love your husbands, and you do that intentionally. uh, And you do that in front of your kids. Let your kids see that. Your kids are going to, quote, quote, listen to your example much more closely than they listen to your words. So part of this for the men is is really just figuring out what our role is and how we engage in that role. I, I honestly think that for a lot of men, they've just they've just never been shown. I mean, I know I wasn't shown that. I, I've I've had to be really intentional and really committed to learning uh, about these things. I mean, there were some great things that I learned from my dad, but there were some things that I didn't as well. And so, you know, we we just kind of talked about some of the steps that we can really take to um, to be an engaged dad. And 
so we talked about the, the first one that we, we kind of touched on yesterday was to, to enshrine with, again, just a quick recap. The, the idea is to really, um, really remember why we got married. Remember the, the spouse that we're married to and just figure out whatever it takes, but love your wife from the heart. Um, and not only is your life going to be happier, but but your your sons are paying attention to how you treat your wife. Your daughters are paying attention to how you treat your wife, and they are each uh, going to take those lessons in for better or worse. So, the second one we talked about was uh, to engage, and and a lot of times. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I speak for all men, but I just know for me, when I felt inadequate in some way or when I felt insecure, like I don't really know if I have what it takes to, you know, fill in the blank. Um, that's when I started to disengage because, you know, rather than engage and be a complete total failure and blow it, I'm like, I just, I just won't get involved in the first place. I'll kind of pull back. And, and that's not good. And, and what that does is it really invites our, our wives into that space. They're like, look, they want to be partners with us. You know, they, they want to share life with us. That's why they got married, you know. And, and so, and that's, and, and if we really think about it, I think that's why we got married too. You know, it's just, it's this idea that you have a shared experience in life uh, with another human being that you love and that loves you. And it's an amazing partnership. It's an amazing partnership. All right. So I want to kind of delve into step three, which, which is encourage. And, and I think that one of the best ways to be encouraging is to focus on the real battle. You know, every day we are in the midst of an intense spiritual battle. And that battle becomes especially intense when we're intentional about the training, education, mentoring, and raising of our own children. Ephesians 6.12 puts it this way. It says, We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Our battle, we always need to remember who the battle is really against. It's not against each other. And when we realize that, it helps a lot because you, you, tend, to, um, you tend to really not take things as personally, right? And again, th- th- what I'm talking about here, there's no such thing as a silver bullet. So it isn't like, oh, this one thing will fix everything. No, no, it's always going to be challenging. It's always going to be tough. Anything worth doing is is just simply that way. It's gonna it's gonna be challenging, but we don't need to make it more challenging than it already is, right? And I think one of the things we need to do as husbands is really acknowledge the battles that our wives are fighting. You know, raising children is the most important job in the world. Um, so our wives deserve and need validation and extra encouragement. You know, it's interesting, um, and I know this this can be a little controversial, but, you know, it's sad how women today are treated as though they, they've, quote, sold out by settling 
for raising a family. Because I'm going to suggest to you raising a family, you know, raising a child, that is the single most important thing you will ever do with your life. Your career, whatever it is, pales in comparison to that. And, And it's weird that even saying that has become controversial, but that's where we're at as a society, as a whole. Obviously not everybody in that society. I'm not trying to generalize that way, but there's a there's a sharp distinction that is drawn there and i mean <clears throat> i don't know i just honestly i'm not i'm not hyping this up i'm not blowing sunshine raising children is the most important job in the world there is nothing that tops that i don't care how many countries that you rule over there's nothing more important than raising a child so our wives need and they deserve validation and extra encouragement So just as husbands, I mean, be her biggest fan, be willing and with a good attitude to step in when she needs help. You know, I can't tell you, sadly, how many times my wife maybe has asked me to do something and I'll do it, of course, but it's kind of like with this attitude, which like, ugh. and you know, it's almost like, gosh, if, if you got (laughs) to, I mean, wives even say like, if I have to beg you to do this, it's like I might as well just do it myself. You know what I mean? It's so it's almost like even if you do do it, if you're not doing it with a good attitude, it's it's pretty discouraging, you know. Because again, it's about partnership. It's not, you know, it's not like we're having to do an unreasonable thing. We're talking about partnering, partnering, working together, having each other's back you know, filling in the gaps, right? Picking up the slack. You know, there's a quote by William Ross Wallace. He said, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. That is so absolutely dead on. You don't have to take my word for it. Just sit down and start reading some history books and you'll see that is absolutely true. No question about it. You know, and I think part of it too with encouragement is we have to be really thoughtful about our, our words. You know, my wife and I, we've argued before, okay? It isn't like, oh no, everything's, no, we've argued. But we don't call each other names. We've never called each other a name. There's a respect that we have for one another. Um, and, and one of the things that we're just very mindful of, and so it's become a pattern and a habit in our marriage is we're very mindful of the power of words. You know, growing up, I've shared this in different places. You know, my dad and I had an amazing, the last 20 plus years um, of our relationship was amazing and incredible and such a blessing. But growing up, uh, we had a difficult relationship. It was it was tough. It was a tough relationship. It, it was sometimes both physically and verbally abusive. It was very difficult to live under that. And you know, um, the times that my dad hit me, those bruises, those have long healed. But the words, oh, the words, I could remember. I could remember those words for a very, very, very long time. Proverbs 18.21 puts it this way. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. We reap what we sow. 
And this is a tough question, but an important question. We have to think about what words we are sowing. And and not just with our spouse, but also with ourselves. You know, one of the things that struck me is when I was teaching, um, this was uh, the school I was at for about eight years. And so my classroom was right next to the hallway that connected to uh, the lunch area. So there were a lot of kids that would kind of, because especially on hotter days, they would sort of just chill in the shaded hallway, you know, there was some air conditioning and stuff. And they would sit basically outside my room. So my, my room shut and then my desk was right there. So I'm listening. I'm kind of an unwilling listener of their conversations. And you know what struck me the most? What struck me the most was how negative they were about themselves. I mean, sometimes it was everything in me not to open up the door and go, can you just be nice to yourself for a second? I mean, can you just just say something nice about yourself? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's uh, it was sad. It was sad. And the power of encouragement, though, is even more powerful than the power of negativity, though. So an encouragement, I think we need to remember this, though. Yes, part of encouragement is, is words. But I w- I'm going to suggest to you that really encouragement is word plus action. You know, and so when we're trying to partner with our wives, honestly, except for giving birth and nursing, there is no such thing as, quote, women's work, right? There is only work that needs to be done. So we just need to man up and help out. Remember, this is a partnership. If there's a gap, step into it. If there's slack, pick it up. You know, it's. Trust me, our, we're never going to outdo our wives in this regard. They're, they're amazing that way. But, but, you know, it's a little bit goes a long way. And it's just something that we have to be attentive about and intentional about. And it makes a world of difference. All right. Step four is extract. Extract. You know, a lot of times the the daily challenges accumulate and and become so intense that what I call an extraction is required. And and remember, you know, the more important the decision or the action, the greater the opposition, right? And and like I said at the beginning of of the podcast, really the future of society is kind of hanging in the balance as we do our individual best to help the collective good of our families. So, so what does a rescue mission or an extraction look like? Well, the main, the main ingredient is meant we need to do something thoughtful, not expensive. You know, women are kind of like MasterCard. They don't want pricey. They want priceless. They want something that is thoughtful, is thoughtful. Something that, you know, I've gotten my wife nice stuff over the years. But you know, the the gifts that she really appreciated were like a handmade card where I was just pouring out my heart to her. That's what she treasures, right? Something I didn't even buy in a store. I just made it, you know, and I I used some creativity and some things in there, but there was an intentional, there was a thoughtfulness in it. It's amazing. You know, women 
in, in, in many respects, women are very, very easy to please. When they feel valued, when they feel cherished, when they feel loved, when they know they're in a partnership with you, that you are engaged in this, this life together with them, man, they are, they're amazing. They are amazing. You know, and guys, you don't have to be like a, you know, smooth super spy with elite skills. You know, you don't have to be, you know, like James Bond. You just need to be willing to bond, man. I mean, in other words, engage, engage. And if you're, if you're aware, if you have an awareness, then, then you see what's going on and you rescue her. And and it could be, a rescue looks like a number of different things. It could be dinner, not even an expensive one, just a dinner out. Like, hey, honey, you know what? Don't worry about, don't worry about cooking. Let, let's just, let's just go out. Let's just do this. Or maybe you make dinner. It could be a couple hours at Starbucks. It could be putting the kids to bed while she sips some tea, reads a book, takes a bath, whatever it is she likes to do to relax, you know? It could be a night out with her friends while you watch the kids. It could be a weekend getaway with just you and her. I mean, and again, these things don't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be a weekend getaway to, you know, Paris where you have like a butler. Or you know what I mean? It doesn't need to be all um, ridiculous. It just needs to be intentional and thoughtful. But, you know, it is, it is really easy, really easy to lose sight of our priorities when we're ruled by the tyranny of the immediate versus the important. And you know how easy it is. You know, the, the things pile up, things are happening, you know, from time to time, we're moving back and forth. It's busy. There's all this stuff going on. And we we tend to just sort of deal whatever is most pressing in the moment. And when we do that, and we do that over a period of time, it's very, very easy to miss what's important. You know, I had a I had kind of a tough conversation with my daughter the other day and she was just saying, you know, I totally support all that you're doing, daddy. I lo- I love what you're doing, but I wish, you know, we we had more time to spend together, you know, just just doing something. And again, she wasn't asking for like doing anything major, it was just hanging out. And I, and I felt really bad because of late we've been putting in a lot of a lot of time and work and doing stuff. I mean, when you're you know, when you work for yourself, you, you, there's a lot of hours. But I told her, I said, I'm so sorry, honey, because I never want you to feel like you are less important somehow than what it is that I'm doing. And I thought, you know, what perfect irony. Here I am. I'm talking about parenting and I'm having this conversation with my daughter where I have to apologize for, for not, you know, spending the kind of time with her that, that she was wanting. And you know, the truth of the matter is, is that there's not a lot of time. You know, I mean, she's 14. I remember bringing her home for the hospital. It seemed like yesterday. I mean, it is amazing how fast it happens. And, and, you know, so I just, I just don't want to lose sight of that. And I, I've kind of, it's been kind of cool because I've touched in with her from time to time. And, and, and sometimes, um, you know, uh, it helps because I realize, oh, okay, things are good. We're getting a lot of time. And then other times we have conversations like the one we just had where it's like, I need to make sure, I need to make a point of spending more time, you know? So anyways, it's just, it can be very easy to lose our priorities. And the thing is, you know, I keep using this word intentionality. I'm doing that on purpose because it's so important. Nothing, 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 nothing happens by default. 
In fact, that's the only thing that happens. Nothing. (laughs) So intentionality is not an easy thing. Loving our wives, our children is not easy. But again, what worthy effort has ever been easy? It's the hard. The hard is what makes it truly great. You know, and in life, all of our most precious memories, all of our most bitter regrets, all come down to time and how we chose to spend it. I mean, if we have any regrets at the end of our lives, they're not going to be about, oh, I wish I spent more time at the office, or I wish our house had had more square footage, or I wish we'd had a better car. The regrets, if we have any, will be about moments we weren't there to see, conversations that we missed, memories we never took the time to create with our families. Intentionality is the antidote to the poison of regret. There's a couple of great resources I just want to encourage you. Uh, John Eldridge wrote a book called Father by God, um, Learning What Your Dad Can Never Teach You. That was an amazing book, hugely, hugely beneficial. Um, just, I felt like it really helped to re- me to restore some of the things that have been lost in my relationship with my dad, and then also discover how to make, or how to avoid, I should say, uh, making the same mistakes as a father myself. It was amazing. And then also another book by John Eldridge called Wild at Heart, Discovering the Secret of a Man's Soul. That's just, it's a book about recapturing your God-given spirit of adventure to love freely, lead boldly, and just live authentically as a man. That was another huge, huge, I just love. John Eldridge is an amazing man. If you ever get a chance to go to his um, boot camps, they're incredible. He's just He's just an incredible guy. I just, I love how real and true and authentic he is. He's one of those people that has a way of putting words to thoughts that I've had or feelings that I had, but I had no idea how to express them. And then he'll put it into words and like, oh, that's it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Or, oh, that's exactly what I was feeling. He just has a gift for that. But those are some great, great resources. Just really good resources. So I just want to thank you so much for listening. Again, we always know this. There are hundreds and thousands of podcasts out there. You chose to give us your time. We are so grateful for that. Check out our website, pk4l.com, for more resources. And please click on the link in the show description to download your free ebook, if you haven't done so already, Building an Emotionally Safe Home is Our Gift to You. Remember, we are with you every day, every step of the way. Until tomorrow, have a great day.